And good afternoon. You're, it's 4 o'clock. Thanks for tuning in to CFRC 101.9 FM. We are located here in Lower Carruthers Hall, Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario. My name is Bruce. This is Finding a Voice, spoken word programming here every Friday afternoon from 4 to 6 o'clock. We do stream live online at www.cfrc.ca as well. And coming up on the show today, uh, just a brief, uh, well, not a brief mention because I'm going to do it a number of times, but uh, and this is uh, CFRC's 101.9 FM's first day of its 13th annual funding drive and running through next Friday, the 9th. Uh, both this and in it, uh, next week's shows will feature airing Nearly all the remainder of the September 22nd, 100,000 Poets for Change Kingston event held at the Spire. And uh, in the first hour, you're going to hear uh, from the second portion of the afternoon session in that event that day, uh, readings by uh, Deidre Ritoff, Eugene Karnakia, Sasha Hill, and Robert Millard. And uh, Millard, I'm sorry. And then in the second hour, from the first evening portion of, again, that same event, you'll hear a performance by Sky Projects, uh, which features, uh, it's a Don Maynard uh, film, uh, projected film, uh, with a musical interpretation uh, by uh, Claire Bovier, John Torres, Andy Pez, and Michelle Giroux. And uh, then uh, following that, in the second area, you'll hear readings by Andrea O'Farrell and uh, Jessica Rivera-Balsham. But as part of the funding drive, uh, in between those things, I'm going to do a bit of a plug and maybe a little bit longer one here at the very start before we begin uh, airing that event uh, it's kind of a shortened story, I guess, of my connection with the station. Uh, volunteer here now for almost, I guess, 11 years as a community volunteer member of CFRC. Uh, my first visit here was coming in on, uh, to do an on-air interview and reading with uh, then Joanne uh, Williams' poetry show. I believe it was 2006. Whatever it was, I fell in love with the station, just sitting in the lounge, waiting uh, to go in and uh, looking at all the framed photos on the walls going back for decades, and really kind of felt like home. And I began listening to the radio station a lot, and in 2007 became a volunteer doing whatever I could to help out, and in 2009 with more training with the equipment here. Uh, this show first aired in, then in uh, May of 2010, and uh, I guess the rest is history. So I, I guess I'm saying if you listen to the show and like it, it would be cool if you could donate now and show your support. Uh, you can do that easily and safely, of course, online at www.cfrc.ca. Or you can call the pledge line. They'd love to hear from you. And so would I. <laughs> well, I'll know about they call, that you called. I won't hear it, but that's cool. Anyway, uh, that pledge line number is 613-533-CFRC or 613-533-2372. So let's go ahead and jump into the first reading uh, that you're going to hear. Uh, this was from, again, the second... Uh, half of the afternoon uh, session of the 100,000 Poets for Change event that was held at the Spire on September 27th. Here is Daedra Rita. 
I'm sorry about this. I just need to figure out how to get rid of this. What's up, folks? You're listening to... All right. Sorry about that. Apparently, I wasn't trained, uh, or I'll say I was probably trained well enough. I just didn't... uh, run into this so let's go ahead and give this another shot again sorry for the delay and the apology here is daedra retef coming all the way from Maddox for this uh daedra retef uh lives on a farm hidden back in the hills north of Maddox. am i saying that right or is it mayock mayock sorry about that mayock uh, she's an intuitive writer whose compositions rely heavily on the ability to process things through synesthesia, which can best be described as a combining of the senses, and describes herself as viewing the world through the eyes of an old soul. She embraces ancient and endangered traits such as broadaxing and blacksmithing. She plants huge vegetable gardens and loves gleaning her food from the ground and living off the land. She says old music, poetry, a good book, and wisdom laden background is who she is, overlaid but kept at arm's length with an in-depth competence in the sciences. Let's bring up Deidre Rico. Dragging them down. 
down the cracked sword of the road, the road which meets the two liquid eyes, interrogating flames between October's clear fingers. October in her eyes, as love in lamplight, the two hunting companions trading arrows and quivers in a world human with the essence of night, chasing feathers down a red autumn trail, chasing feathers and parallel lifebloods that raced each other, Banshee engineer and his cinders on a heathen wind, leaving palms smelling like moors and bonfires. Earth-scented stones in my blood, stones that made the cairn where sunlight first touches the land. As thoughts which are halos and rare birds in flight moving in unison, winter solidification. Where all I have of the warm days are troubadours of memory. Memories like the descent into a mine, where the miners talk to each other through an ardent hymn. The high clear notes of a frigid Noel. Smoke is faint chalk, roving and moving on the slate of always early night. A carved nocturnal wing, composing like a pilot over the waves. Of snow and night, language, dark vowels that pierce like chess pieces of intelligence. Winter night is unsettled with its sky anatomy of aurora borealis. The language of its black-fingered trees, and I am lost in the saddest letter of all that dark but sparkling calligraphy. Ash pale of tired engine oil is the first gray fingerprint of spring. The scent of tiny chinook like streamers from a bonfire. Spring is cautious, starting with only small fires of ignition, in a swirling stratosphere writing its hieroglyphs in the dark. A trepidation, a careful creeping of small spring combustion, flickering antlers and rippling rooster clones. Not full gallop with eyes like a jungle of lighted alcohol. The axis turns again, the gray water running from winter. Closes its leaking door and palm to palm passes its keys. Rain in its own cellar of vocabulary, a bit of cleansing vertical melancholy like oxygen carrying ships. For a while, the world will feel like a tarnished rack of clouded, weary test tubes, slow in restarting their alchemy. This rain, though, is fecund in its language of truth and sound, and holds, like always, the essence of a season that is perpetually alive. The sound of chases in the wind the moon is not snarled over or made of pale chain. A star appears, an orange star, like a leaf the color of fire, showing the war paint of Samhain. The keeper of transformation, a butterfly like love that falls from the sky with its ever cyclical promise, little drifting phantom of metamorphosis, as the light and flight of orange tented wishbones and chandeliers in the wind. You carry candles into dark rooms that smell like attics, delicate star replacing the moths. You bury the last season in a green place that smells of damp violets and caves, where it can lament like a wishing well in the wind. No one will hear. The promise of gold spangled summer and her flashing turn like a Tennessee walker is the only carol now. Butterfly, all that comes back from death, arrives as you and chimney swifts. Actually, this is a poem I wrote probably about two years ago. 
And it's fitting because through an ancient trade, I followed sort of the journey of, uh, of mankind and how he's chosen to evolve and basically how metaphorically uh, man's life can be viewed through basically what a stonemason does. So fittingly titled, it's called The Journey of a Stonemason's Hands. Inside, beneath his mother's heartbeat, his hands formed. Marble fingered, they began their journey like well-tumbled river stone. Soft bone in the fetal carnelian and citron world, the universe crafted his fingers to work the harvested strata of the earth. With quick lime for blood and granite for souls, the stonemasons of the world erected pieces of themselves till they made the Taj Mahal, Parthenon, and Chartres Cathedral. They drew their veins over the ground and made the Cuscus Lincoln's wall. They whistled to the quarrymen and sang a carol. They called from Cayenne limestone. Sedimentary and metamorphic, they sang a song, calling for stones as I would for falcons and greyhounds. Calling, calling for high and gray schist with its clean and accurate cross grain. The Welsh hands seeking the linear quartz lines of sparkling Gibson. The stonemason's hands were their Delphic genius. Arcane that used old stone mines in France to build the arteries of ossuaries. Stonemason with your seemingly igneous skin. Your long walk gave me Stonehenge. Hands that built the floors of the world. Fluent as dove keepers, pain elusive as sword swallowers. Your heart is an unflinching arc vault. I see the world from your arches, across the capstones your eyes placed. Your palms handed me a towering place of worship, impervious to the battle of lightning and the chisel acids of rain. They say limestone holds the best ghosts. It encapsulates the memories of a place. The clash of steel and wickedness, lament and prayer. Secrets and love lost, all living in stone archives. Clang of guillotine, hieroglyph, and sacred tablet. Oh, the souls that must live in the quarry in Normandy. The eyes of a stonemason see the world in chasms of green slate. Seasons that produce the stone from volcanic ash. In the hollow cave of night, his insomnia is an ethereal stone labyrinth that holds all the parables of stonemasons before. Cluden schist in spatial geographic world, geometric world, Asher heart and Asher journey of stone. He molds the lunar glow like marble and it becomes stalactites of white light. The dreams of the stonemason always ossify all they touch. Even his music becomes the treble clef of chisel and hammer. Fool's gold sparkle. His stars are mica and sun dappled quartz, and his mind roams the landscape looking for telling lines with infrared vision that betrays the shaped vertebrae of rock that will give him a cornerstone. The way a shipwright sees a keel in a tree, the stonemason sees a cathedral in the bones left on the table of the earth. Streets of London, gladiator cell, Byzantine and Renaissance, all generations have given us stonemasons, all connected to each other through earth skeletons. They are capstones in the horrible arches of human journey. They are born knowing meteors and granite how to tame and whisper to the cut, stein, cut lines and noble stone. If I were to examine the hands, I would trace the lifelines of Roman road, the Great Wall of China, 
the tower that held Anne Boleyn. His palms hardened to what transparent with fable, as the lancet arch between two worlds. I would see it into the palms as if they had depth like a pool or slate lake. The sunshine in the water would be sandstone laughter. I will find there a castle, monastery, rubble house and Venice, Florence and Gothic chapter, Norse room and tabula rasa. Tabula rasa, curled under the heart of a woman as she gathers water from her well, a stone well in whose water she can see her future and the elliptical path that will always bring a new stonemason's hands. Thank you. That was Deidre Rita. Let's give her another hand. And that was Deidre Ritoff again, and her reading in the second portion of the afternoon session of, again, the September 22nd, 100,000 Poets for Change Kingston event that's tied to the global event that was held here at the Spire that day. And uh, I mentioned, I plug, uh, these are going to be much shorter, but just little uh, plugs about... Uh, CFRC and part of our 13th annual funding drive. Uh, and so uh, I guess one thing I would like to say about it is uh, Kingston is uh, the only campus uh, university access radio station, and we provide uh, a different kind of music and news on local issues and events and this poetry show, for example. Uh, that you just won't find anywhere else on any other media here. And so, and also you're going to find through the course of the day uh, uh, this large, uh, uh, this very eclectic uh, and diverse uh, group of music and different music. Uh, 300 volunteers bring in their own ideas and their own uh, and it just makes this a uh, fuller community, I guess, a better community. And if you think that's important to you, uh, why don't you go, uh, let us know. Uh, you can call the pledge line, 613-533-CFRC uh, or 2372. And, uh, or you can also check out all the details uh, on our website at www.cfrc.ca. And uh, if you can, give us a hand there. So... Anyway, let's go ahead and jump back into uh, the second portion of the afternoon session of the September 22nd 100,000 Poets for Change event held at the Spire. In it, here is Eugene Karnakia. And up next, Eugene Karnakia says, My name is Eugene Karnakia. I am walking crow. I stand with the trees, seek wisdom from forest mushrooms, honor the sacred waters, and follow Mother Moon. I walk quiet gently upon Mother Earth, each day giving thanks. My path is long and winding. Crow guides me. I was like stone embracing pain and sorrow. I have become like water, flowing ever homewards. My offering to you, words with which to touch your soul. Let's bring up Eugene Karagia. All 
doing introductions, but all of a sudden I have a spontaneous brain fart here going, we shouldn't trap ourselves with words either. My theme is mental health and part of the path I'm walking. This is just a random selection of the last few weeks of many poems I write every day, trying to weave my world back together. I didn't, I don't want to use negative terminology, I didn't suffer a stroke. Something went snap, crackle, pop in my brain. Baby, I'm still here. Um, I've had a lot of stress, we've had mental illness in the family. Well, let's call it otherness. Let's just have fun with it, because these are the cards we're dealt with. So, don't trap yourself with words. Uh, so here we go into the actual poems, though. The loss of something. I am compelled to put these marks upon the blank page. Fugitive ink upon fragile paper, my testament to each now recorded writing I was. Past and future are but echoes of imperfect memories and shimmering dreams. This perfect now is all we have, timeless, pristine. Many winters have passed for me, and ever more so these days, the very essence of this now slips through my fingers, like water, like smoke, like quicksilver, shining bright, then gone. Brain scan, MRI machine hums, thrones, but no diagnosis issues forth from the dig digital oracle. Our burnt offerings were unworthy. Turning my back upon cognitive dissonance, I embrace black feathered magic, night walking, and carving these words upon my flesh over and over. I was here. I was. I alienation. Okay, I have flawed the metaphor of mirror, self, and singularity to death, and through many, many resurrections. Looking upon my own hands as strangers, they resisting my bidding, gesturing in a digital semaphore. The skins of others hovering, animated, speaking, speaking in distant words, other words other than the voices within. Exit wounds. Once upon a time there was a light that I could carry in my own pocket. It was not a blinding light, but neither was it weak, and it was my light, illuminating the delicate pathway ahead to a future. But I traded my dreams for other people's nightmares. I bandaged their wounds while mine bled out. 
I fought my battles only to discover afterwards that the war had long ago ended. No one claimed victory, and no one will admit defeat. A box of colored wax crayons broken upon the battlefield now a parking lot, bleeding of rainbows in the high noon sun. Memory of a poem. Between where I am and where I want to rest, a hill, longer, steeper, with every single step. Then arriving here, this park, I try to grasp the words that I write here, this now, before they flitter away like joyous butterflies. This poem, this poem, this is the bones of what is left, gathered together from their scattering. This slipping away, cruel, yet gentle. So gentle, so soft, that the cruelty is forgotten. This and mortality, one, I feel the worn brass gears slipping, the clock spring winding down to this, two, I hold an acorn in my hand, knowing that I shall never see it grow to be an oak. As I place it gently back upon the forest floor, I whisper, Remember me, please. Three, these words. These words, I leave them behind as my children. I can feel the moontide in my veins drawing me homewards to this. This I shall call freedom. Free from temporal chains, I was afraid, losing the familiarity of bondage, frightened childlike in my untethering. Now I embrace the courage of the wind as it blows through the stand of pine, whispering freedom. Now I embrace the wisdom of water, that which always flows with faith, murmuring freedom. This was a flashback to childhood that hit me very hard the other day. I was thinking about warehousing seniors, warehousing people with uh, mental conditions. Checking if they're come for me or not. Etch a sketch artist. Never to be forgotten. One of the grand old men of Canadian art. Icon of the group of seven. A.Y. Jackson. In residence at the McMichael Art Gallery. An icon 
collapsing, falling ever deeper into himself and thrown upon his wheelchair, rolled out for all of us to gaze upon. Each day they squeezed out the buttery pigments from the paint tubes all in a row. A spectrum of blotches, smears, and streaks appeared upon the canvas. We watched. He drooled. Then to bed with him. The canvas streaked clean. The icon to awaken the morning yet again. His mind swept clean as well. To paint the colors once again. Another day for another busload of children. Odd. It took a lifetime for the sadness of that diorama to fully hit me. For my own soft exit, methinks I shall go retro. Eschew the digital tablet, return to the fundamentals, become an Etch-a-Sketch artist, my final grand opus to be finger-painted on River Mist. Postcard from the Goldfish Mobile. I keep writing notes from underwater. I keep throwing them over the side, hoping that some stranger will read them, hope that they may come to rescue me. Know that I am drowning here in this bowl, a bowl with a 360-degree view of the world. You peer into the bowl, smile, tap on the glass. I scream back silently. Help. Help me, please. I'm drowning. Smile, tap, tap, tap on the glass. Oh, look, he's blowing bubbles. So I ran into the bowl and I threw it over that glass wall. Perhaps this time, the language will convey this plane of mine, this drowning. It takes many tears to turn a desert into a garden. And still, this flower blossoms only in the night. Untitled. Be. To be is to be holy. Ask this of the eagle, of the muskie, of the willow tree. They know this to be true. Thank you. That was Eugene Kornakia. Let's give him another hand. And you just heard Eugene Karnakia and his reading in the second portion of the afternoon session of the September 22nd 100,000 Poets for Change event, Kingston's version of that global event held here in Kingston at the Spire.
And we're in day one of our eight-day, I guess, seven, eight-day, whatever you want to call it, uh, Friday morning through Friday evening next week, uh, funding drive. And we have a drive goal of $3,000 and uh, $30,000. And in addition to what... What's sort of been mentioned, uh, I believe, uh, if I haven't, uh, then I'll mention it now. We're targeting uh, money this year for the purchase of a generator uh, for our tower uh, to keep us on the air uh, for those times when it seems the wind wreaks havoc with the trees. And that's what happened a couple of times last year So, and uh, took down power lines. So we want to make sure. And to stay on the air. But another portion of that is also going to uh, look into getting or not look into actually purchase equipment for and setting up a studio for podcasts and other community use in a number of ways. And so if you'd like to make sure that we can stay on the air 24 hours a day like we are every day and during those bad weather times. And if you think it's important uh, to have community additions uh, to this campus community radio station uh maybe you could give us a hand help us out a bit uh we're in the first day of our funding drive and if you're if those kinds of things are important to you please visit our website www.cfrc.ca you can donate there or if you'd like uh, you can also call our pledge line and uh that number again is uh, 613-533-CFRC Let's go ahead and jump back into, again, the second portion of the afternoon session of that event at Spire. And here in it is Sasha Hill. Up next, Sasha Hill is an apprentice artist and poet living and working in Kingston. Her poetry is featured in this 22nd issue of Queen's Ultraviolet Magazine and Free Lit Let's bring up Sasha Hill. Hello, everyone. So I have one short poem and then two pieces accompanied with YouTube music. Lumination can grow a nation like sun to a flower you chant Without city walls, everything crumbles and falls. With speech and patience, grows not one, but many nations. Is that too loud? Self-pity, relish, song, control, 
And that was Sasha Hill and uh, her performance in the second portion of the afternoon session, again, of the September 22nd Kingston tie-in to the Global 100,000 Poets for Change event. And here it was held, again, at the Spire. And, uh, yep, we're in our first day of our 13th annual funding drive this year. And uh, as mentioned, I've been here for most of them. I was a volunteer. I know I've been here every year. I've had my shows, so we're going on close to nine years for that now. It doesn't seem possible. And I've been asking uh, you for uh, uh, donations uh, throughout the hour. And uh, maybe I should go over. We are also giving gifts uh, to uh, for at certain levels uh, for donations. So maybe I should go. You can find them as well, just to let you know, on the website, triple, and everything about the funding drive, for that matter, at www.cfrc.ca. And you can actually do everything that uh, that you need to do there or find all the information you need to find there. But right now I'm uh, going to go through the donor gift levels, and we have one, two, five, two, four, six different levels here. So uh, I'm just going to go through them. If you pledge uh, ten dollars, uh, you get a uh, you're called Pin Pal, and you get a one year membership, a CFRC sticker, and a thank you card, and a pin. And for twenty five dollars, uh, that's the Alley Cat level. Uh, you get membership uh, plus any two of the following options. Total of three things. It says on air uh, show opportunity uh, so you could actually shadow somebody uh, or a fridge magnet also and window decal a pin and a pen and for fifty dollars uh, it's your it's the bowling stone level you get everything I just mentioned in the alley cat plus a CFRC toque for seventy five dollars it's the high roller level uh, you get a bowling stone level so everything I just mentioned, plus a Queen's Events swag pack for $101.90. So 101.9, you it's the CFRC hero level. You get the high roller uh, level gifts plus four CFRC coasters, CFRC t-shirt, uh, and CFRC, and it asks you for the size on the website, or we would here on the pledge line. CFRC embroidered uh, patch, uh, rainbow or black and white, a tote bag, and a surprise gift option for up to $25. We have a number of people that have uh, uh, helped uh, support us and given us uh, gifts to various things, and uh, those should be available on the website. I know they are here at the pledge line. And then top level is the Urban Achiever, $250. You get everything in the CFRC Hero level, gifts plus CFRC uh, ceramic mug and surprise gift option that is over $25 in value. So I wanted to mention that. I also wanted to mention uh, uh, we did have another sponsor come online, and that is the Kingston Frontnecks. So thank you, uh, Frontnecks, uh, for this. Let's go ahead now and jump back into, uh, again, the second portion of the afternoon session of the September 22nd 100,000 Poets for Change event. Up next in it, you're going to hear Robert Millard. Robert Millard writes uh, 
Use your words. It is a plea most preschoolers have heard many times from an adult who is emphasizing the value of language as a tool to achieve destined outcomes, or desired outcomes. It is a concept most four-year-olds can grasp, but which many grown-ups have seemed to have forgotten. All the poems I have chosen to read today address important environmental or social issues. I am pleased to join those present and many thousands of others around the globe who remain optimistic about using the intrinsic power of words as a catalyst for positive and lasting change. Let's bring up Robert Millard.
gentrified street. Now the West Wing can howl, the ways do their worst. This road's going nowhere at all. One more small E, gone for all time. One more small battle, the mother has lost. For a while. Dandelions. Some people get high on dandelion wine. Some people whine about weeds when they see them, covering their lawn or filling a field, soaking up rays with their fat and little faces. Some people see succulent greens for a salad, or stop to replenish their medicine cabinet, dreaming of brewing a warm, soothing tea, or a healing elixir from the roots or the leaves. But as seen through the eyes and perceived by the mind of a foraging bee, a scout on a mission to find and report the direction and distance to much needed nectar, dandelions offer a springtime bonanza to feed and sustain a chance for survival. Building walls. Mining fearful expectations, building walls of prejudice, rolling boulders over bodies, kicking stones with paranoia. Caustic sands and false pretenses, powdered bones of tearful victims, lend no strength to hateful mortar. Love will cause such walls to crumble. Time will turn the rock to rubble. No wise man would fence himself in, keep himself in such a prison. Only fools would build a wall which rests upon such weak foundations. Summer Unlimited. The words of the sun and the trash in the street scream humorous and waste. Nothing on earth is truly unlimited, except that we see our infinite greed and insatiable appetite to destroy this greed. We poison the water, we bury our waste in the belly of our mother, or recklessly spread it all over her face. We imprison or kill all non-human beings, now pushed into corners, away from the table, cut off from safe havens, prevented from following ancestral violence. No creatures remain in the depths of the oceans, whose lives aren't impacted in negative ways by the cost of our progress, the fallout of our folly, and still we ignore the extinction of species as we blindly and blindly continue the practice of force-keeping plastic to all survivors. We pay for poor concrete over every free space, carpeting our cities with impermeable rugs, holding in heat, causing more flooding, compacting and parching the soil beneath, while keeping our feet from communing with nature. Summer unlimited may seem like a dream you'd like to be part of, the kind of a fantasy you'd like to star in, and maybe we'll get there as the temperature rises. But if dreams can come true, you should watch what you wish for. In case you've forgotten, some dreams can be nightmares. Talk of tongues. Talk of tongues and chicken blood, laying hands, communion wafers, sticking pins in voodoo dolls, sacrifice and flagellation, self-denial, legend fasting, falling off the straight and narrow, cycling through prayer and singing, every day a new beginning, confession, 
cleaning off the slate. The time has come for a different juju. The time is right for new beginnings. No more snakes within the circle. No more hatreds from the pulpit. No more vilifying others. No more cursing non-believers. It's the only chance for our survival. The time has come to love each other. And the final quote for today, dropping leaflets. Dropping leaflets from the bomb bay, clouds obscure intended targets. Wind and rain will soon erase the coded message on the paper. Disseminating propaganda, love and peaceful coexistence, universal understanding, sometimes seems an act of war. War against self-righteous anger, prejudice, and poverty. War against the evil twins, intolerance, and apathy. Dropping leaflets in the darkness, neither moon nor stars to guide me. Carpet-bombing propaganda, hoping that it finds its target. Thank you. And you just heard uh, Robert Millard and his reading in the second portion again of the afternoon session of the September 22nd 100,000 Poets for Change event held here in Kingston. And uh, we're getting uh, relatively close to the top of the hour. So before I mention uh, a bit more about the 13th Annual Funding Drive, and as we move towards the second hour, I'd also like to share a few events. I think I've got a couple of minutes to do that. Uh, what I would like to do is uh, uh, thank you for tuning in to the first hour of the show today and hope you can stay tuned for more from the 100,000 Poets for Change event. Uh, coming up in the second hour, you'll hear a performance by Sky, Pro uh, Sky Projects and then readings by Judith Popeil and Andrea O'Farrell. And uh, just a heads up uh, that, uh, let's see, I had something different. I'm sorry, that's been changed. So it's Andrea O'Farrell. I was looking at my time, and I, uh, it, it didn't work out. I originally had Judith Mobile. So sorry about that, Judith. If you're listening out there and got your hopes up, you will air next week. But you will hear instead Andrea uh, O'Farrell and Jessica uh, Rivera Palshem. And uh, just a heads up that each hour of every show each week is, uh, today's as well, uh, will be uploaded to my blog space for it shortly after I get home. And that uh, blog address is finding a voice on cfrcfm.wordpress.com. I might mention that I will be here on the pledge lines for two hours, uh, so from 6 to 8 o'clock after the show ends. And uh, so... Hey, if you want to call me then, that would be cool. And so uh, let's, uh, I think what I'll do is I'm going to go ahead and uh, we do have some off-site events. So I'm going to go ahead and share those with you as part of our annual funding drive. There are four 
uh, events, uh, separate events that are coming up. One is actually coming up tonight. It's uh, called the CFRC Bolorama and Big Lebowski Dress-Up Party. That's going to be at Cloverleaf Lanes. Uh, that's located at 10 Bath Road. It's going to run from 7 to 9 p.m. There is a 5 to $10 uh, suggested uh, donation uh, to the drive. And uh, CFRC staff will be on hand to get you registered, and there will be some prizes awarded as well. Then coming up on Tuesday night, 6th from 7 to 9.30 p.m., uh, doors do, though, open at 6.30, uh, will be uh, tied to... Uh, my regular uh, and the journey continues open mic uh, monthly reading and it's uh, known as a CFRC poetry night so we can catch you at the Yam Cafe at uh, 303 Montreal Street and uh, hope to see many of you there and uh, then Thursday night November 8th uh, there is a trivia night at the grad club from 9 to 11 o'clock and then uh, the final evening, uh, ne- a week from tonight, uh, it's called the Love for Music Night, and that will feature an open mic, tatois, and a DJ dance party. And if you're interested, email the station if you'd like to sign up for the open mic. So uh, you can email the station at station at cfrc.ca. Uh, there is a 5 to $10 sliding scale for that event as well. And uh, briefly, let me see if I can find my floating list of events. I can tell you uh, one thing coming up uh, is probably, let's just jump to this. Um, this coming Monday night, uh, November 5th, from uh, at 6.30 at Memorial Hall, it will be the 2018 Mayor's Arts Awards announcement and reception. Uh, that begins again at 6.30 in Memorial Hall. The reception follows at Monty's. Uh, they will announce uh, this year's uh, Arts Awards uh, for the city. And then, uh, yeah, I think I've got enough time. I'm just going to go into more detail because it's one of our funding drive events anyway. uh, The next, in the end, the Journey Continues Open Mic Reading Series. And again, this month, an official event in the CFRC 101.9 FM's 13th Annual Funding Drive uh, will be held at 6.30. Uh, There is a barista on hand uh, to offer selection of espresso drinks, tea, juice, wine, and beer. If you've been to it before, you sort of know how it runs. Uh, but if and that's the case, but it's going to be a bit different. It's going to be in the round. So, poet reads one poem, sits down. The next poet from the list gets up, and then it just keeps going on and on and on, uh, with an intermission, of course. And uh, then uh, it goes on and on until 9:30 uh, when it ends. And uh, uh, so that's, again, going to be at the Elm Cafe uh, from 7 to 9.30 is official time. Doors do open at 6.30. I'd encourage you to arrive a little early uh, just to get seated before uh, so that we can start as quick to, as quickly as near to 7 o'clock as possible. And the Elm Cafe, again, is 303 Montreal Street, right on the corner of King of uh, Montreal and Charles. There's a Facebook uh, event notice for it as well, so check it out there. I have one more thing to air here, and then I'll catch you right in, right near the top of the second hour. 
Here we go. Thanks again for tuning in to, to the first hour. Spare some cash for CFRC? CFRC's 13th Annual Funding Drive is happening from November 2nd through 9th, 2018, and we need your support. Follow us on social media, tune in daily, and visit CFRC.ca to find out more about how you can donate and learn all about the fun events we're running to raise money. Contact business at CFRC.ca if you'd like to become a sponsor. And there you go. That was the official announcement for tonight's uh, off-site event. So there you go. You've got uh, you've got all the details. Plus, I think well, you'll find more on the website. Anyway, welcome to now a minute into the second hour of today's show. Uh, you're listening again to Finding a Voice here on CFRC 101.9 FM. We are located in Lower Carruthers Hall, Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario. My name is Bruce. I here every Friday afternoon from 4 to 6 o'clock. Uh, and we do stream live online as well, www.cfrc.ca. And uh, again, this is the first day of uh, CFRC's uh, 13th Annual Funding Drive. Uh, runs through next Friday up till midnight next Friday night. Uh, both this and next week's shows will be uh, involved in that funding drive and uh, will be airing, as I've already started today, uh, most of the rest of the September 22nd 100,000 Votes for Change Kingston event, uh, part of the global event that was held here at the Spire. And uh, in this second hour, uh, you'll hear uh, and from the, we're moving into the evening portion. There's still one uh, reading from the afternoon, I believe, that has not aired, but that will air next week. It's just a time segment thing. So coming up uh, now, uh, in this hour, you're going to hear uh, from the first portion, first evening portion, I guess, our first portion of the night session of the September 22nd, 100,000 Poets for Change. Uh, you'll hear a performance by Sky Projects, uh, followed with readings by Andrea O'Farrell and Jessica Rivera Balsham. And I might just want to uh, throw this out there that uh, as a bit of a plug, I guess, uh, I think most of you know, but maybe you don't. CFRC is the oldest campus uh, community radio station in Canada and uh, one of the longest-running uh, radio broadcasters in the world, as a matter of fact. And uh, uh, CFRC uh, was created and has been sustained, really, by uh, hardworking volunteers uh, for, what is this now, 96 years. Uh, and I think we've not only uh, survived, but uh, even thrived uh, all these technological and uh, changes. And, uh, and uh, we continue to remain, uh, hopefully locally, uh, local and personal, and hopefully relevant. Uh, uh, I think that gives us a sort of a staying power and... Uh, Something uh, I, I think those of you out there can always count on. Uh, 
If it's important to you to keep this 96-year tradition alive and uh, keep CFRC as one of Canada's oldest uh, campus community radio stations, give us a call. Uh, Call our pledge line, 613-533-2372. Or you can also uh, go online and uh, do it there. And... uh, most donations uh, qualify for either a tax receipt or a gift, so it's one or the other. Uh, you can choose either on the phone or online. So, yeah, I've, and I've looked at the online process. It is very easy, so it is very intuitive. So, again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, thank you for being out there for us. And uh, so now I'm going to jump back into this one will be a little bit different because this is going to be essentially, well, it is all musical, really. Uh, uh, once we get past the introductions uh, at the at the 100,000 Poets for Change that night. And I will, uh, between this and the two readings, also plug this funding drive a little bit more. But I'll tell you what, uh, let's go ahead and move back in to the event that evening and you're going to hear again uh, in fact they led uh, they started off the evening session uh, sky projects it's a don maynard uh, floating art projection and uh, obviously you won't see that but you will hear uh, the simultaneous uh, musical interpretation of it uh, by Mose- by uh, the musicians that evening uh, claire bovier uh, John Torres, Andy Pez, and vocalist Michelle Guerrero. And uh, if you hear any piano, that's uh, Don Maynard himself as well. So here we go. Here is Sky Projects. Welcome, everybody, to the evening session of uh, this year's third Kingston Inclusion in the Global 100,000 Poets for Change annual event. Uh, I'd like to first thank those of you who are here for coming out, and my heartfelt thanks to all those participating today. I also want to thank the Spire for this beautiful space and those connected with it. Uh, The 100,000 Votes for Change began in 2011 in the U.S. with an idea and a vision that if poets, musicians, and artists all around the world would create venues and events to advocate for peace, social justice and change and environmental awareness that we could make a difference, and I believe we can. You will notice above us a floating screen that will open the evening session with a film and a collaborative musical interpretation of it. Let's just do this. First, the film, music collaboration called Sky Projects, uh, featuring artist and filmmaker Don Maynard, musicians Claire Bobier, uh, John Torres, Andy Pez, and vocalist Michelle Hero. With Sky Projects, I'm going to, Don can do a better job than I can, so I'm gonna bring up uh, Don Maynard. Let's give him a hand. So this is the second time we've done this kind of show where we've, uh, Sky Projects is this floating sail that we're developing with helium-filled weather balloons to support it, and then we're projecting video on it. We did a show 
just last June 22nd at Friendship Park. It was, it was pretty amazing. And so we wanted to try something brand new and put it uh, in this beautiful space. And I was invited by Bruce to participate in the show. And I thought it would be a great uh, opportunity to test it out here. Everything for us, to some extent, is an experiment with this thing. Uh, our musicians, Claire Bovier and Pesh, uh, Michelle Gerard and uh, John Torres are have been rehearsing with the, the film that I made for this piece. It's kind of a, a stream of consciousness, I suppose, uh, based on the themes of, of what we're meeting here today in regards to 100,000 poets and uh, activism for change. We're going to get started. Thanks very much.
And you just heard the audio portion of Sky Projects, uh, which was, uh, it's a silent film uh, production. Uh, the, fle- uh, the screen is actually uh, supported. It's uh, up in the air by uh, four helium-filled weather balloons. And so as that was being shown at the 100,000 Poets for Change event, uh, there was a simultaneous musical interpretation of it uh, by, uh, you heard Claire Bovier on violin, uh, John Torres on guitar, Andy Pest on uh, drums, and vocalist uh, Michel Giraud. And uh, a bit of piano that you heard was by Don Maynard himself, and it is uh, his creation, his production, Don Maynard. Again, that was the evening, it opened the evening session of the September 22nd, 100,000 Poets for Change event that was held here in Kingston at the Spire, and again tied to the global uh, event. And... Uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, CFRC kind of starts careers here. Uh, uh, they it's sort of a learning ground, uh, and uh, we offer free broadcast skills and communications training to students and, and community members. Uh, you may not be aware, uh, many former CFRC programmers now do actually enjoy careers in uh, uh, journalism, media, Uh, public relations and even more and uh, landed those jobs because of the skills they learned here probably the passion uh, that they got here too when they were volunteers I know of three people uh, just in recent years all now are with CBC in various places Uh, one is in Ottawa I believe maybe a Toronto now and the other is in uh, I believe Newfoundland and uh, the other is in uh, Nova Scotia and uh, she was, I was just rethinking this, uh, uh, she was in for her very first time uh, during uh, the funding drive, and uh, oh, I think in 2015, and was just, I think, sort of smitten uh, with, uh, with radio, and I don't know if that's where it started, perhaps not, but uh, anyway, uh, there, there are a number of people that have gone on to successful careers and it all sort of began here so you know what if you think that helping others get started at a community radio station is important uh, why don't you give us a call maybe you can donate uh, get a tax receipt or a gift and uh, you can call the pledge line 613-533-CFRC and that is 613-533-2372 or if it's even easier for you, just go online, www.cfrc.ca. Everything you need is in there. Let's go ahead and move back into the 100,000 Poets for Change event. Again, now we're in the evening session, and I believe she was, yep, she was the first reading that evening and followed Sky Projects. Here is Andrea O'Farrell. Andrea O'Farrell is an award-winning poet with a background in teaching and dramatic arts. She has performed and taught spoken word poetry to a diverse range of people at schools, community and recovery centers, shelters, fundraising events, churches, youth groups, and poetry-focused events. Her passion is helping those affected by oppression work through life struggles, identify hope, and find and claim their voice. Let's bring up Andrea O'Farrell. 
Um, so just a tiny little background on the first poem that I'm going to read. Um, I read in the news maybe about a year and a half ago about uh, Yezidi boy who was like, 12 years old and he'd been kidnapped by ISIS and remained under their control for three years. And then um, he was rescued by a soldier uh, because he was injured and was taken to a hospital. His uncle somehow discovered he was there, put his picture out, and his mother, who had since moved to Canada, found, saw the picture, and he's now in Canada. So, this is inspired by that story. We talk about mental health flourishing under conditions of belonging, acceptance, and self-expression. Such concepts permeating the pages of illustrious home magazines and education today. What if mental health is more like a flower, a seed, that goes deep into the ground to hide, needing primarily water and sun to survive, needing shelter from atmospheric pressure and foreign attacks, needing most of all to be planted and grown in a socio-geographic environment that it is intended for, its DNA a perfect match for the temperatures it's placed in, and affirmation is only a hoop dream held onto by green thumbs messing with nature's grand design. What if mental health cannot be classified by the recently released Gazzity boy, whose limbs and eyes show the deprivation of both H2O and vitamin D, who went three years without shelter from conditions that equate to a slow kill. Conditions that would eradicate even the hardiest seed from rich soil. But what if the seed had already taken root? Would those roots be strong enough to sustain him? To help him weather storms, fend off intruders or famine or drought? Flowers rely on photosynthesis to survive. This boy has photographic memories of family and love. Could this be enough to produce his own breath? To prevent the need to dig a grave and bury his own mind in the burial grounds of oppression, where he witnesses the ongoing attempted murder of hope. A spirit leaves thought patterns around his soul, where denial is the only way to survive this nightmare that haunts in 24-hour cycles, a non-stop terror-off designed body, soul, and mind. Resiliency is not always taught. It is sometimes learned in the dark hollows of lived atrocities, carried out on beings too young to comprehend, though they exit with more understanding than any elder would ever care to know. What if mental health is a flora? Possessed and populated by the elite who hold the capacity to heal, while outsiders whose scars trace back to the incomprehensible lie scattered and uprooted, waiting for a miracle. This next poem is called The Struggle. 
than watching your child be lied to day after day and seeing him believe the lies. Lies that crush his spirit. Lies that deplete him of joy. Lies whose intent, cast by the liar himself, is to steal, kill, and destroy the very child you birthed, the very son you named, the very soul you nourished. And there is a pain that runs deeper than the grave, that cuts families apart within your own heart when those very lies turn your lifeblood against you. His own mother. A most insidious, cunning device, cut from the same cloth of your child's bloodline. This is how abusers are made. Shaped by the wounds of the father, who rejected the father, and opened instead his arms wide to the evil one, who rules demons and mental diseases, aimed at the very ones who are caught up in the light. They always go for the ones walking in the light. And yet, I will make sure that despite any circumstance, I will keep my lamp burning. There are days when I cast shadows at God, drop to my knees, writhe on the floor. There is a drain in the basement whose primary job is to keep an accounting of my tears. I think he's had to adjust his expectations of an eight-hour workday to accommodate the 24-hour floods. He's nearly drowned five years in a row now. It's time for a contract renewal, but I doubt he'll reapply. God, I cry. Why? If your love is unfailing, if your promises are true, if you are who you say you are, and your principles are unmoved, if you rescued me from the darkness, and we both know that you did, why would you break the chains of oppression and free my own kid? And the last poem is called, And On That Day. The day the world let my children down, it decided to prove to them that the bully always wins. It told them in no uncertain terms that they would be silenced, that there is no way that their truth would be heard. Because even adults bow down to fear, and no one really has their back but me. And even this they can't see. Because brainwashing exists. And deception is its best friend. So they learned to be mute. They were taught about the strength of the bully in their life, not because their voice is too small, but because it's buried beneath layers of denial, a wall that forfeits the power to overcome, a survival mechanism that strangles hope and blocks out peace because the bully always wins. To this day, their pain has no name. No place to call home. It is borderless and roams, followed on the heels of everlasting shame. Caused by ferocious games and a monster of word spins, because the bully always wins. Until one day, the voice of an army, led by the king, cries out like the shout heard in Jericho over 
Lord has made. And on this day I will rejoice, because on this day they will preach a message of victory over oppression, victory over man-made walls, victory over the bully, because in the end, it is the Lord who wins. Thank you. Because Andrea O'Farrell, let's give her another hand. And you just heard, <clears throat> excuse me, Andre O'Farrell and her reading in the uh, first portion of the evening session, uh, first evening session, I should say. Well, yeah, yeah, I think I'm being redone at the first portion of the evening session of the September 22nd, 100,000 Poets for Change event, again, held at the Spire. And... Uh, one thing uh, I should, I'm um, just kind of getting back into plugging the station a bit. Uh, one thing that CFRC does really well, and it might be one of the few, if very few places that uh, in town where it uh, kind of brings together uh, the campus community and the Kingston community where uh, students and staff and faculty and even alumni uh, from Queens work together with uh, community members and have a, a, a space to share their music and their ideas, their views, their concerns. Uh, I, dialogue happens here in this space and, uh, and uh, friendships form here uh, and uh, kind of connects Queens University students and Kingston community members and uh, uh, kind of allows us to see both worlds through a little bit bigger eyes. And you know what? Great art happens here, too. We uh, we just aired a broadcast of War of the Worlds that was on October 30th, uh, starring actors from uh, the Queens community and, uh, and the Kingston community working together uh, for... I guess a, I, I guess there's a term out there called Town Gown uh, Productions. So... Yeah, if you want to encourage more uh, the growth of spaces for campus community dialogue and and uh, and just uh, togetherness, uh, more open-minded, more broad-minded, I guess, uh, ness of uh, of this fair city, uh, maybe uh, you could you might want to donate now uh, to the CFRC. Uh, uh, funding drive uh, again uh, www.cfrc.ca and even there you can ask for either a tax receipt or a gift and then it will show you the gifts available at the level you pledged or paid for and uh, you can choose from those and or you can call our pledge line 613-533-CFRC and that is 613-533-23 Seven two, and we're going to move in uh, now uh, to uh, the last segment of this. I'm going to play today uh, again from the uh, evening session, first portion of the evening session of the September 22nd again 100,000 Poets for Change event, and here is Jessica Rivera Belsham. Up next, 
Yesakab Ramira Bashan is an interdisciplinary artist and poet residing in Kingston, rooted in her ancestry and grounded in the heartbeat of Mother Earth. Let's bring up Yesaka Ramira Bashan. This piece is called For Change and For Love. Um, and just the background behind this poem is that um, thank you, thank you, Bruce, for inviting this, inviting me, and allowing the space to speak as well. And um, just for me, the last time that I was here was a year ago, and was more focused on my healing, um, my healing journey from from a rough past. Um, this one's focused on the love. The seed was planted and my and woven in my spirit with the sweet within the sweet water ceremony. It was earthed by the breath of lived experiences, creating a thirst for this kind of love. The seed grew as we danced in the healing waters under Grandmother Moon, and he soothed my heart with Grandma Easter's lullaby.
And you just heard Jessica Rivera Belsham in uh, the uh, September 22nd, uh, 100,000 Poets for Change event held at the Spire. Again, uh, that was in the first uh, in the first portion that evening. And uh, again, as mentioned, she is the last uh, poet uh, that will air today. All the other readings were just uh, too long to try to get one more in. Plus, I do want to do a bit uh, to promote uh, this funding drive and also allow just a little bit of time. There are like 14 of I'm not going to get to all of them, obviously. There are 14 events coming up just this week in Kingston. I try to keep you on top of those, uh, but that's between art and literary events. I want to highlight a few of them, though, that will expire uh, before I'm back on air again uh, next Friday and uh, I do want to also take some time before I get into all of that uh, to uh, say that you have been listening to Finding a Voice here on CFRC 101.9 FM. Again, we are located in Lower Crothers Hall, Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario. And uh, we do stream live online as well at www.cfrc.ca. And just a reminder that the show each week will be uploaded to my blog space for it. it is and will be, I guess, uh, after the show ends at triple w, or No, there's no triple W. It's just at finding a voice on cfrcfm.wordpress.com. We'll remain there for approximately four years. I usually do that right when I get home at 6.30, but as soon as I'm done here, I'm going on the pledge phone, on the pledge lines. And uh, if you've been holding off calling in, uh, maybe you knew already that it was going to be on the pledge lines from 6 to 8 o'clock and wanted to call in there and say hi and maybe donate as well. That would be wonderful. I would love to hear you on the phone and, uh, if nothing else, just chat for a few minutes. So... Uh, the one thing, uh, uh, trying to sort through my announcement or my uh, list of events here and get to the one that I wanted. I'll tell you what, while I do that, why don't I do this? Uh, one last uh, kind of uh, plug uh, for the funding drive. This is, again, our first day of our 13th annual funding drive here at CFRC and uh, we will run through f next Friday uh, all the way up till midnight uh, but uh, if you're still wondering uh, if CFRC is really a worthy cause uh, to contribute to uh, I hope you think it is but uh, I don't there are some things that happen here that I don't think you might know about and uh, you might not know that uh, we're kind of a hub for local nonprofits and other charities uh, to get their message uh, across and out to you. Uh, C we do, CFRC does work with uh, local groups uh, to provide coverage and uh, raise awareness about issues, initiatives, events, and uh, campaigns that actually do benefit uh, the community as a whole. So if you believe in that kind of thing, if you support uh, other community groups and causes in your community, why don't you give us a call? Uh, our pledge line is 613-533-CFRC. That is also 613-533-2372. 
And uh, we do, uh, or you can also do it through the web uh, website, www.cfrc.ca. And in either either way you choose, uh, you can get a tax receipt or a gift. Uh, so uh, depending upon the the pledge, the gift thing is kind of dependent upon uh, the pledge, but uh, there are gifts given out uh, for even $10. So $10 and more will get you some sort of gift, and every little bit adds up. So it's been uh, wonderful. I want to save a couple of minutes here as well to share some events uh, that are coming up, lit events uh, that I think are important. And uh, one of them... uh, just a brief mess- um, <clears throat> mention here, because I already mentioned it in the first hour, but some of you tune, perhaps may have not been able to tune in until the second hour, is that uh, there is, of course, tonight, uh, you, you might want to catch that, it is the uh, Bolorama, and it is, uh, get, get it out here so I get the address, the CFRC Bolorama uh, and Big Lebowski Dress-Up Party. Uh, it's coming up pretty soon, but you've still got time. It runs from 7 to 9 p.m., and it's going to be at the Cloverleaf uh, Lanes at 10 Bath Road. Uh, it's, uh, there's a 5 to $10 suggested donation. Uh, there'll be staff on hand, the CFRC staff, to get you registered and get your shoes and all that good stuff. And there will be some prizes awarded. Another one coming up uh, that I want to mention is that uh, it's the next in the end, the journey continues open mic reading. Most of the people that listen to this are aware of that, and so I'm just going to say it happens Tuesday night. We're going to be doing it also as an official funding drive, CFRC, uh, 13th Annual Official Funding Drive event. So, again, it's uh, doors open at 6.30, runs from 7 to 9.30. Readings are going to be in the round, so one, one poem, and then you sit and wait until your turn comes up again. So that's kind of how it works. Going to be at the Elm Cafe, 303 Montreal Street, again, Tuesday, November 6th, and uh, would love to see you there. So uh, a couple of other non-related events, and I'm just going to give you it and the website, uh, Novel Idea Bookstore, Wednesday, September 7th. Sean M. Maloney will be launching his new and reading from his new book called uh, Operation Kinetic. Check out uh, check out uh, Novel Idea Bookstore's Facebook page would be the best place. The next one is uh, the following night, I believe, Thursday, November 8th, 6.30 to 8. Uh, you'll want to check out the Agnes Etherington Arts Center's website for a poetry reading with Stephen Hyten, uh, Steve Kukutitz, Kukitz, and uh, Jen Sullivan. And then on... Uh, Friday, Creative Writing at Queens. There's going to be afternoon discussion, evening reading. That's going to be in, I believe, five seven. No, it's in uh, in Chernoff Hall, one seventeen ninety Bader Lane. Uh, the uh, panel discussion is in the afternoon, from one to two thirty, and uh, readings will be at uh, that evening. So a week from tonight, uh, from seven to nine p.m. In, no, uh, the discussion's in Watson Hall. So my uh, afternoon session from 1 to 2.30 in Watson, 5.17. The evening reading is in Chernoff Hall. 
which is at 90 Bader Lane. Everybody probably knows that. Anyway, 7 to 9 p.m. It's going to feature Catherine Hernandez, their writer in residence, who's coordinating this. And uh, check out Creative Writing at Queen's Facebook page. Again, thank you for tuning in. Do stay to, uh, tuned for two hours of East Coast Music with Rob Carnell, Saltwater Music. Have a great weekend. Have a great week. Check out our website. This show is produced in collaboration with CFRC at Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario, with infrastructure support from Queen's Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science. CFRC is located on traditional Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee territory. Find more great podcasts at podcasts.cfrc.ca.